for Sachi Wellness. This is Eloquist Radio. Spot title NVAF What's Next 60 Radio. At a DPFEQ 3006000, like 30 seconds, mixed at Harbor on March 1st, 2023. I can't wait for what's next. Even with higher stroke risk due to atrial fibrillation, in a regular heartbeat not caused by a heart valve problem, Eliquis, the Pixaban tablets, reduces stroke risk. It's the number one cardiologist prescribed blood thinner. Don't stop taking prescription Eliquis without talking to your doctor, as this may increase your risk of stroke. Eliquis can cause serious and in rare cases fatal bleeding. Don't take Eliquis if you have an artificial heart valve, abnormal bleeding, or have antiphospholipid syndrome. While taking, you may bruise more easily or take longer for bleeding to stop. A spinal injection while on Eliquis increases risk of blood clots, which may cause paralysis, the inability to move. Get medical help right away for unexpected bleeding or unusual bruising, or if you have tingling, numbness, or muscle weakness. It may increase your bleeding risk if you take medicines such as aspirin products, NSAIDs, SSRIs, SNRIs, and blood thinners. Tell your doctor about all planned medical or dental procedures. Learn more at Eliquis.com or call 1-855-ELIQUIS. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello everybody and welcome back. Thank you very much for joining me. My name is Deborah Hatswell and you're listening to BBR Investigations. Tonight I have a very important guest on the show, a man I've known for several years now. Steve Hevican is a chap from the Midlands who has always had strange experiences. It started for him as a child, he had them as a teen and then went on throughout his adult life. He's in his 60s now and he's still experiencing strange things. One night, when Steve was walking along the canal in Hayes Heath with his girlfriend's brother and the dog, they reached an overgrown section which was full of weeds and plants and blackberry bushes, just a tangle of shrubs. The dog began to react in a really strange way, as if someone was hiding in the tangle of the bushes. Steve tried to light up the bushes with his torch, but as he shined his light into the bush, the torchlight would fail, but it would light again when he pointed it away from that direction. Both the men set off and Steve felt the warning not to look back, but he did. And as he looked back, he saw the weirdest thing. Where the bushes were, there was now a strange figure that was standing there in the gloom. And it looked for all the world like a troglodyte or a wild man creature that was just standing there watching. It had that shape to it, but it was made of light. It had a really strange glow to it, almost as if it was emitting its own light source somehow. The creature glowed, 
as it watched them walk down the path. Steve asked me if I felt that some of the creatures are beings that people experience, do they ever follow people home? A question many people will have asked themselves, no doubt. And I would say the answer to that is yes. On many occasions, I've spoken to people that have connected with something, shall we say, in a woodland setting or somewhere else, and that creature has followed them home. It doesn't just happen if you're a paranormal investigator. I mean, you could buy a piece of second-hand furniture and bring something into your home. But it does have that kind of thing. An attachment is an attachment. So if something attaches to your energy and you bring it to your home, we have to set some serious boundaries in the same way that you would with a human being who was trying to get in your home. And if you're in the woodlands and your gut tells you you shouldn't be there, leave because there are predatory humans around and there are also predatory beings. So that instinct, that gut, listen to it and use it like a tool. Steve also asked me if this kind of ongoing activity happens along bloodlines. As some of his children began to experience similar things to Steve in their home after he visited. And they've also had strange experiences of their own. And on a trip with his grandchildren, the whole family grew were confronted by a huge thud on the ground that just shook the whole family. This was not the first time Steve had felt that thud on the ground. He's also felt that at Canuck. Steve's daughters have had very strange experiences at their homes. And his son also had an experience where he felt shadowed when he was with his friends in the woodlands. Even the family dog began to act strange around the home. There have been ominous feelings around the home and there have been thuds on the roof. The events culminated quite recently when Steve was leaving the cemetery after a visit with a loved one. That day, as he drove away, Steve saw two beasts, a creatures he struggled to name. He felt they were almost werewolf-like in appearance. The family members in the car did not see the creatures. So were they meant for Steve's eyes only? This all started in 2017. Steve decided to visit an area close to where he lives on the edge of Canuck Chase. Uh, he lives Hayes Heath. It was early spring, below 20 degrees, and there was snow on the ground. Steve had got an interest in the British Bigfoot, and he decided that a snowy day was a good day to look for prints in the snow, and I would agree. While walking off the path, Steve went into thicker vegetation. He heard steps being taken around him. He felt watched and shadowed on the entire visit. After a couple of visits with strange activity happening around him, including bangs, thuds and whistles, Steve decided to back off from that area as he felt things were taking a negative vibe. Listening to many reports in the area of missing people, missing pets and livestock made Steve not want to go into the woodland alone. The events unfolded over four years and they started on that very first visit to Canuck Chase. At first, as I say, it was footsteps moving around by something unseen that followed him. Then whistles and rock clacks. On each occasion, Steve tried to find the reason for the things that he was hearing. He looked around, he checked the area, 
He wondered if it was a woodworker or a dog walker, perhaps. But on all occasions, he was there alone. The events at his children's homes have happened in the years since his regular visits. And we seem to have gone from some slight following attempts to showing themselves as a large canine creature, as big as a horse. Is this being the one witnessed by many people on Canic Chase? Is it the same invisible being that followed him in the woods that day? Or are there different entities entirely? The things on the chase have been reported for over 800 years. So that tells me that lots and lots of people have seen them. Canals, we know about the Shroppy Canal. There are a number of strange reports like this along that canal. I spoke with Steve at length and we do chat from time to time on the phone and we discussed some of the activity that was happening around him in his children's home and I gave him a few pointers on how to set some boundaries. Steve shared his most recent experience with me after his visit to the cemetery. On that night he saw two thickly muscled creatures that were as large as horses and they were moving down across the field, almost in a cat-like way. But the bodies, heads and tails on these creatures resembled dogs, and they were very canine looking. While I had Steve on the phone chatting, he allowed me to quickly record our chat. So we pick up the conversation where I asked Steve to start with his visits to the woods and all of the events that have taken place from then up to him seeing the two strange creatures. I mean, my exploring down the fields, mm. um, as, I, as I said, when I, was, I kept hearing things about uh, uh, the British uh, big Bigfoot and like, the wild man of the woods and all that kind of stuff. And then I, I decided to, and I heard there was like reports to do with Canada J. So I started looking up online uh, a few years back and then, and then your name came up. Mm. Uh, in the research that I was doing, and then I started looking at your stuff, and I thought, "Oh, she looks like the kind of person that I need to get in touch with." And, and, and anyway, um, <clears throat> when you, uh, you know, one of the things that I looked at when you said it would be interesting if if people went out to their local neck of the woods, and they'd be surprised because these creatures are probably closer than you think, and of course that led to my first sort of uh, adventure when I went out it's it registered like 20 below zero on that day and when I had that that sort of encounter like with whatever it was I didn't see anything but uh, I definitely heard something yeah and uh, and I was like wow but, uh, but anyway um, my daughter Summer she had a, an experience in recent times um, well I, I wondered whether something had followed me um, or from the woods, not on the same day, perhaps, but but somehow established where where he might have thought that I lived. Because when I came back from the woods on that day, I went straight to my daughter Summers, who lives across the road from my apartment, uh, diagonally. Mm -hmm. but, I, but I went to her place to tell her about my encounter, this experience. But anyway, I was wondering if anything had followed me somehow, if it's something supernatural down there. Mm. Or is it? Or is this being has got supernatural abilities? Uh, I'll just give you a rough outline. She was uh, she was in a in a living room, which is at the back of the house, and uh, a partner. Of 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Gone to bed then. Anyway, uh, someone was sitting there, and she now she said, Tom... Uh, the cat was outside the door, and he was like, so he said, just like twisting back as I was looking back across the garden. And it was night time, it was just dark out there. And I don't think they had any lighting out there. But anyway, you know, when uh, this is familiar to me and to you, mm. but when she was telling me, it made, <laughs> it made the air back of my next stand up because I thought, wow. Because she said, I said, I had this distinct feeling that there was like a presence in the garden. I says, and I felt that it wasn't exactly a person. I says, and, you know, it affected her like a body, as our body sensed it. Yeah. And, and anyway, uh, I said, normally I would have gone to the door and, and it's got like a patio doors. I should have burst the cat in. Hmm. But I think she just got up and she felt so alarmed that she just quickly slid the, uh, the curtain across. She got double curtains across. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then she started to rapidly like feeling a sense of alarm, move across the living room, uh, across into the kitchen, and then to the foot of the stairs, and then starting making about the stairs. Yeah. And there's a, win- there's a window at the bottom, and there's one at the top as well, but, but the window at the bottom, as she started to uh, go upstairs, she felt this, as though somebody was trying to get in the window, mm. and she felt the window uh, sort of, it was closed, it was shut, but it was like being... Is that someone's trying to pull it and force it open? Oh dear! And anyway, she was, she was, she said it was like you know that the proverbial thing, you know, when you sort of uh, it's like that cliche. Yeah. If there's a trying to move, but you can't move because you you're so scared. <laughs> you don't feel as though actually moving anyway. Yeah. And and she, she was doing that to trying to get up the stairs. Anyway, she got up the stairs and she went somewhere and woke Dan up. And um, anyway, there was like. Um, I think he went down to go and investigate, and uh, anyway, he didn't uh, see anything mm. out there or whatever. But there was some, there was some in- something interesting about the window about it being. It wasn't open at one time, but then it was. Uh-huh. But if you, if you talk to her, she might be able to explain it in more detail and whatever. And there was like a bit of a, a thing, you know, like, and so 
And then I started to worry then. I thought, oh my goodness, whatever that is down the field, I wonder if I, I sort of made it sort of come after me, like, or try and, re- try and connect with me or something. Like. Well, but anyway, the, uh, so that was that. Uh, so she's got that. And I, I think I did mention to you in the past that my son was at, um, I ain't sure much in a place called Western Park. He was with some friends. And then he uh, started to get like a twilight. Hmm. And they decided uh, they'd been messing about on these sort of countryside parks and whatever it was. Mm. And they, they decided, uh, they, they realised there was like, there was some noises in the bushes and trees. And uh, he was telling me they couldn't see anybody. But, but my son, um, he was starting to feel a bit uneasy as though there was something wasn't quite right. Mm. And he was like, I think we ought to leave now, guys. And, <laughs> and they started walking off this uh, area where they were. Mm. And and then, which was interesting, in man my ears prick up, he said, uh, he said, it's like as though this uh, sound through the trees and the bushes sort of followed them, the, the, the typical shadowing yeah. behaviour, you know. And uh, so that was that. So if you wanted to talk to my son, I could try and arrange something with him. Yeah, um, but, but there's not much more to it than that than what, what I've just told you. Uh, the whistling. Um, what happened with that was, um, as I said, I've been I've been going down the fields to the woods, yeah. ex- exploring around, and um, I seen one or two sort of structure type things. But I assumed they were being man-made, you know, yeah. people were pra- practicing survival or or making blinds because we do have deer around the area. Mm. Uh, so I thought that might have been connected with that. But then there was one or two structures that didn't seem quite right, you know, Yeah. Um, in a strange way that I thought might have been a sort of a, perhaps letters as a signal or as a, as a marker or a sign. I did drop it off, and I'll be honest with you, I did drop it off. Yeah. Because I was starting to get uneasy with, with some of the things I was researching and looking at different things, and mm. especially in North, North America where people are going missing and... And there's, you know, there's uh, national parks and all kinds of things. Yeah. And uh, and then I realised that there's obviously people going missing in the UK. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and there's all kinds of weird things going on. And, and as, as you know about weird stuff all my life, so I thought it's either likely that I'll encounter something really weird. So anyway, but I think I was still probably nipping down the woods from time to time. But mm-hmm. my daughter, Ebony, she's got a dog named Candy. And uh, anyway, at the time, I was walking this dog for uh, like two or three times a day. I was walking the dog, and it was getting me out of the house, giving me a bit of exercise, and I was walking around to the, um, there's like a, there's like a blocked off uh, road, which I'll come to that incident in a minute. But, but anyway, at the time, I thought it was odd, but I didn't make too much of it, you know. Mm. But it, it was definitely after my encounter down the field when I had that weird heavy flooding on my first explore, you know. Yeah. And uh, anyway, I was walking along with the dog, you know, Candy, on the, on the lead, and um, and all of a sudden from this sort of corner area in the bushes and the trees, there was this, uh, there was this like uh, whistling as though they released to people perhaps, uh, sort of whistling and... Um, it was like as though it seemed very close to me, mm-hmm. as though someone or something 
was trying to get my attention. Yeah. But I couldn't see anyone. And it was like, I can't, it wasn't just like, you know, like somebody calling a dog or whatever. Mm. And if anyone was walking a dog, it would have been way over the back of those uh, trees. Yeah. On the, on the grass. And I would have recognised you for what it was, you know. Mm, yeah. But this was definitely something unusual. And I was like, whoa. And it was that sort of loud and as though someone was or something was coming close trying to um whatever interact in some way mm. uh, but i couldn't see nothing or, or anybody i was watching something i'm not sure whether it might have been that program that you were in mm. or whether it was anything else that i watched and then someone was talking about these unusual whistling sounds yeah, and I thought, I thought, whoa, hang on, you <laughs> know, sort of thing. But I'm not, you know, obviously I can't say that it was something strange. Um, yeah. but it, was, it was so close to me, this whistling, that I was alarmed that I couldn't see anybody or anything. Same as I felt when I when I had my original experience with the episodium. What I did, I, I sent out like the mental thoughts. Uh, I'm peaceful. Uh, I mean no harm. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a loving, kind person. I was just uh, exploring around here. Mm. And, uh, well, yeah, this this field, it's... Um, I started calling it Daisy Field. So it's quite a little bit uh, of space. It's got that corner piece mm. that I was just talking about. Also, another uh, thing happened. Uh, again, I was walking uh, the dog candy, uh, sort of late, late one night. Mm. And... Um, I was almost at the end of the road, coming onto the on that corner, which comes onto the old Canuck Road, the corners. As I was approaching the corner, for some reason, this white car, and there's not many cars about that late around that area, mm. um, and whatever time of the night, it must be around about midnight, half twelve, something like that. And um, anyway, for some reason, this white car, as it sort of came past at its normal speed, and he just, there was just something about the car that made me think, oh, I want to get a closer look at that car. So I ran a few yards to the end of the, the corner. There was no way the car could have got out of the way, gone anywhere. But the, the car was nowhere in sight. There was no engine uh, driving away. Mm. Um, I walked down, because only houses on the right-hand side. I walked down with the dog um, to see if there was any white cars on the drives, in case one had, one had pulled up on the drive. Yeah. And it, it was definitely a white car, and there was no white car on any of the drives. I went over to the, the Gold's uh, car rental, van rental place, uh, looked on the forecourts of there, and there was vans and all sorts of things, but there was nothing uh, that matched this. Uh, and I was feeling, you know, the vehicles, mm-hmm. and I thought, I thought, could it have been a van? And I'm just looking for a car. But I, I knew that was ridiculous. But I was feeling the bonnets of the cars to be mm. they were warm. Um, but but now everything was... And uh, anyway, I was telling my daughter Release about this. And she says, oh, God, Daddy joking. And I said, I'm not. I said, I said why? And I says, she had exactly the same experience with the vehicle over by where she lives in Aldbury. Right. And uh, and I'm not, I can't remember the details of the, the vehicle now and whatever. I'll have to find out. Mm. But, but she said there was this car that was like, or van, whatever it was, 
there was like there one minute and then gone the next and there's no way he could have got out of the way. Next, I asked Steve if he would let me know what was the next strange thing that happened to him and his family. As he explained his next experience, Steve reminded me that when he first went to Canic Chase, one of the things that he felt was this enormous thud on the ground that you could feel in your chest. And he was out on a walk with his family and his grandchildren and they felt the exact same thud to the point where his granddaughter asked him what that was and he was honest with her and he said he didn't know what it was but they all felt it and it kind of shook them up. The next conversation I have with Steve is where he explains to me he was leaving the cemetery after visiting a loved one and he sees two incredibly strange creatures shall we say in a field as he passed in the car. That incident where the dog had seen something that we didn't yeah. see and was growling. Then the incident where the thud on the roof. And then the incident where someone was unnerved enough yeah. to want to get upstairs quickly. And then something was pulling at the window. Um, it might have realised that, that I sort of detected it. Um, because as I said, I, um, I obviously felt as though whatever this was that was making these thuds, mm. I'd take a step or two, and then this creature would take, you know, yeah. about three steps, four steps, like thud, 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 or, or it, I, I can't say it was footsteps, but you yeah. could interpret it as footsteps, but it could have been like a, an energetic, yeah. sort of like banging, to let me know that I wasn't welcome in the area, mm. or maybe... If that's a slightly different dimension, it might have seen me. Mm. So whatever it was, he could have thought, oh, that's curious and interesting. So in that slightly different reality, perhaps, or it might be in this reality, totally, he could have thought, oh, that guy's interesting, I'm going to follow him. Well, coming back to these two creatures that I saw in the field mm. uh, while I was in the car, I mean, obviously, that particular road... Um, Dan was not exactly speeding, but he wasn't exactly going slow. For a good eight to ten seconds of me looking, you know, it was absolutely incredible. And I, I said, these two creatures, whatever they were, I said, I'm hoping with all my eyes that they were just some kind of giant dog. I mean, I'm 64 and I've seen Great Danes, I've seen mm. these big Newfoundlands, I've seen the, you know, you name it, I've seen... As, you know, I think this, I've seen all the dogs that there is in the world. These things were far bigger than that, whatever they were. Yeah. And if I say they were the size of uh, a family car, like a sort of an estate car, mm -hmm. and, and as I at least, um, and it was like, but there seemed to be this like sort of uh, a sinewy, sort of movement to them, you know. Right. Which which wasn't like a horse or, or anything like that. Movement was like um probably a bit like a cat, I should imagine as well. It was our cat can move. These two creatures hadn't got a cat in the world mm. and uh, like like I say it's about half eight, quarters of nine ish. It was still light. And um but they didn't have horse tails. Uh, these were more um like dog like um, no sort of bulk in the tail, you know, yeah. but it was like, um, and they're just like, 
Yeah, just like casually as I didn't go to care in the world. And, I mean, uh, there is a house nearby to this sort of uh, private wood that yeah. these creatures seem to be slowly going towards. But there is a, a, a house nearby across the road. And uh, and it's. I was thinking of knocking the door of that place. But if they if they were to say like uh, no, there's no. Uh, no, you always be. But it's like, but you know, I, I was being unnerved by these people going missing. Yeah. Uh, that I told you before, and and it was like it was making me a bit apprehensive, thinking, oh crikey, yeah, I wouldn't like that. Well, I said, but it looked to me for all the world, just as you know, you see these. And you see, like, these sorts of, like, uh, and I said to my family, I said, I'm going to say werewolves. And I said, I said, you might think I've lost the plot, but, but I'm just telling you what I saw. All I can do is tell you what I saw. Yeah. And, um, but these creatures are, like, sort of a darkish, like, sort of a dark greyish, as much as I can remember. And the, they definitely had, like, the sort of the wolfish, uh, I was telling my daughter Elise, and I said, so wait, do you think you might have um, somehow become aware of a different time as to when there might have been wolves that, that was in the land? Steve went on to explain that he was unsure whether the creatures he saw in the field were flesh and blood, paranormal or dimensional in some way. He said to me that as he was driving, he saw the two creatures in the field. They were as big as horses, but more canine in description. And the way that they moved across the field was very strange. They almost slinked, almost like a cat, he said, but these creatures were definitely canine. They were kind of grey, dark colour, and he passed quite quickly in the car and he saw them. What Steve's describing in this conversation really is an escalation of events. So he went to Canuck in 2017, and he encountered something that shadowed him around Canuck, thumping its feet, and on subsequent visits, matching his step, um, almost trying to catch him out in a way. His grown-up children have had experiences of their own with something banging at the window, something thudding on the roof, and pets acting incredibly strange. And Steve wonders if he kind of took something from Canuck and took it back home with him. We had to talk about setting boundaries and the fact that you need will to kind of shut this down if you need to. Everything seems calm at the moment and Steve's happy for me to interview him again. So if anything else does come up, I'll make sure and let you know. I was really grateful to Steve for letting me interview him um, and I can't wait to interview him again. I'll be back at the same time, same day, next week. Good night, everyone.
Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.